Mic check. One, two, one, two. Yo, what's up, man? Is this thing on? <laughs> We're the Queued Up Podcast on Podcasting, your weekly source for podcast news, tips, and tricks. From production to promotion and everything in between. I'm John Luckenball. And I'm Matthew Stevens. Two podcast experts ready to help you every Wednesday. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Queued Up Podcast on Podcasting. I am Matthew Stevens, and always I am joined by my co-hosts and the owner of Queued Up Audio, John Luckenball. John, how you doing? Matt, I'm doing good, man. Welcome to summer. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, it feels it. It feels it. We got some nasty storms the other day that I thought was gonna was gonna take my um like tent that I have out there, a little carport thing that I have out there. Uh, I thought it was gonna take it. I thought it was gone. So excited to to have some good weather again now as it's I've got the windows open because at least it's not a hundred and five outside. Yet. <laughs> yes. I got a pool up, so we're gonna have to have a pool party. Ooh, pool party at John's house. <laughs> everybody's invited uh, <laughs> uh we've got an awesome show for you guys today we're going to be doing a lot of news so a lot of stuff happened in the last week squadcast 4.0 launched we're going to be talking about that it's new features you know whether we find them specifically useful and, and maybe who might uh, uh do the best with Squadcast's new version uh, we're going to talk about the makeup of podcast listeners and how that's changed over the coronavirus uh pandemic and then we also are going to talk about Apple Podcast update going wrong and the various issues that people are seeing there. But first, I know, you know, we just launched our new website. So make sure you head over to qd-up.com or and this is probably going to be a little bit easier, mypodcastagency.com to go ahead and check out our new website. We've got all of our podcasts up there uh, with all of our show notes. We are releasing regular blogs tips and tricks for you users at home that might uh, be able to help you make your podcasts, your audiobooks, and your marketing go just the next step uh, without necessarily having to hire us. Though, if you do want to hire us, we've got tons of contact forms on there, so you're more than welcome to go ahead and do that. And as always, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Uh, we're pretty much on just about everything, so make sure you go ahead and search us out and as always, uh, hit us up in the DMs or in the comments if you have any questions or or want to hear anything specific on the podcast. But um, John, let's talk about Facebook. Facebook just rolled out their new version of podcasts, or their 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 only version of podcasts and live audio rooms this week. Kind of an interesting thing. We I know we've discussed previously. I found that it was interesting that Facebook really only invited a handful of podcasts right now they're kind of taking it slow it seems the new features are limited to the united states and they're definitely starting with only a small slate of podcasts those invited include the joe button podcast carefully reckless lady gang and side hustle pro you can listen to podcasters on their facebook pages as well as in newsfeed facebook and spotify also have a pack to integrate spotify's audio player in the facebook app However, Matt, these won't be the last of the podcast features as they plan to add more podcasts down the line and also roll out more features like captions and the ability to create short clips of a podcast. The way Facebook kind of described it is that you are able to listen to podcasts while you're in the Facebook app or online on Facebook. 
uh, and it will kind of either do in a little mini player on like the bottom right hand side. Um, they've done that a lot with videos over the last handful of years as they've really tried to kind of go into that market. It seems like the same thing here with with podcasts or full screen. If you want to go ahead and do that, though, that seems probably less likely if we're talking about percentages of users that are going to be doing it. If you're doing it on Facebook and you're in full screen, you probably should just be on a podcast player, a native one. But then they talked about how they're going to have a bunch of features that they're going to launch later this summer and later on in the year. So it seems like, yeah, we, we don't really know what is going on quite yet, to be honest with you. The one thing that that they're looking at releasing is the ability to save, right? Which will really help with the podcast discovery where you might see a, a podcast or a clip from a podcast while you're out and about doing errands or while you're in the middle of work or something, but you can save it to view it later, which you know, I think that's going to definitely help. Yeah, definitely. Being able to create like little audio clips as a user to be able to share that around. So you know, we talk about that a ton in terms of discoverability and in terms of engaging your audiences. That is a great way to do it and a great way for having your audiences, uh, you know, your fanatics, the people who are subscribers and really want to share your your podcast and what you're saying out there gives them the a greater ability to do that easier. I know we do a lot of audiograms for clients and, and for ourselves as well. This seems like a way for Facebook to kind of make that again, just a little bit easier for users to go ahead and do, which is we've talked about before. I know we talked about with Dr. Sullivan. Anytime you can make things easier on a, a user, the more likely they are to do it. So Facebook is allowing public figures with verified accounts to start live audio rooms, and they can invite anyone else to speak. A couple of the public figures include, again, Joe Budden, quarterback Russell Wilson, and activist Rosa Clemente. Also, for live audio rooms, if the Facebook group is public, Anyone could drop in and listen, but private groups allows only members to join. But Matt, it seems like it could get chaotic because up to 50 speakers are supported, but the number of listeners is unlimited. Group moderators and admits can choose who can create a live audio room and who can join as a speaker. So the, the live audio rooms then that Facebook is also offering, that's similar to what, you, what you're going to find with Clubhouse. Yes, yes. it, it seems. I mean, like, I, I don't want to I don't want to call it out exactly this way, but it seems to be almost exactly a a clubhouse clone. As we've seen, there were some emails leaked not that long ago between, I believe, Mark Zuckerberg and someone else higher up in Facebook where they were talking about, you know, adding Instagram and, and whether or not they can just create those features or whether they should buy those companies, that type of stuff. Um, I found it interesting that that one of the things they talked about is, hey, we can create these things in-house to then compete with these companies with Clubhouse being so new and a lot of people already being on Facebook, it makes sense for them to do a very similar thing, grab that audience, maybe start bringing them back into that ecosphere that they already have. I'll be honest with you, I, I did not expect Clubhouse to, to last terribly long. This was one of the reasons why is because you're going to have a few 400 pound gorillas that are going to go, well, that's easy enough for us to incorporate. They're going to do that. And you already have the built-in user base. It's going to be interesting to see how Clubhouse maybe adapts to that, what new features they roll out to be just a step ahead of where Facebook's at. And more importantly, if that audience continues to stay at Clubhouse simply because they're now used to Clubhouse, or if we see them migrate back to Facebook to do, again, a very similar thing. 
it's going to be interesting. And I know Twitter's also kind of done a very similar thing with their uh, rooms or, or whatever they want to call it over at Twitter. So it seems like everyone is kind of pushing into that live audio uh, room type of feature right now as, as far as social media goes. Again, be interesting to see how long that lasts. A lot of the complaints that I've heard about it personally are that it's just a bit much. Um, and it's like trying to to talk in a video game lobby, except for just you don't have as many 14-year-olds calling you slurs. I mean, even with Facebook bringing in podcasts, that's, uh, I mean, seems to be just a play to keep people on the Facebook app, maybe even have Facebook gain to podcast advertising. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're Facebook, we talked about this with Dr. Sullivan as well. If you're Facebook, you probably make a, a ton of money off of advertising, don't get me wrong, but where you really make your money is in keeping users on your platform getting their data so that way you can better advertise to them. And so that way you can go to companies and say, look, we've got the in-depth data on these people. They're on the page for this long and we know where they're going everywhere else on the internet. That's where the money comes in at is having that database of, of just information on all of us. So yeah, the more that Facebook can do to keep you on the page, the better off they're going to be. I think it's, yeah, it's interesting to see, you know, do they view podcasts as the next version of that? Do they see it going where I think it's going to be going, which is kind of like the next big wave of entertainment, you know, television starting to die off in a large way. You're getting a lot more of the streaming stuff. You know, it makes sense. That's kind of where I see it going. Does Facebook see it as that? Or is it just, you know, this is easy enough for us to, to grab a hold of that deal with Spotify makes it even easier. Are, are they making those types of moves or do they want to maybe get into the advertising? Like you mentioned, they have the platform for it. It makes a ton of sense if they can either continue with Spotify or branch off and do their own thing uh, as Facebook podcasts. It makes a ton of sense. I mean, the advertising is absolutely there and I can see it making a ton of sense for Facebook to give businesses other ways to spend money on their platform. Right. Let's talk a little about Squadcast. Speaking of, of platforms and creating new things and all that good stuff, a friend of the show, Ariel over at Squadcast, they just launched Squadcast 4.0. Has a few cool features. John, I'll, I'll go over them real quick. 10 people in a session. Dolby.io. They now have spatial audio. They have one-click audio mastering, and they've updated their green room. So a lot of the kind of key things that I think you need to be able to do larger groups or to be able to do yeah. podcasting a little bit easier. Can you kind of take us through Dolby IO and spatial audio and, and how do you think that's going to make a difference in podcasting? So spatial audio, it's like a, it's a 360 degree sound format that recreates a surround effect through your, your headphones. You know, it's used to enhance video playback. I'm not sure it's place and podcasting, whether it's a gimmick or a game changer. Yeah, I guess if you have your audio dramas, if you have your narrative stories, if you have your sound effects, you know, you have your your plane going from your left earbud to your right earbud, you know, that that, that might sound pretty cool. I guess that would be the main use in, in podcasting. So to, to give users kind of a quick sample of it, John, I'm going to make you do a little bit of audio engineering here. We're going to play me in the left headphone. Oh, and now I'm walking over to the right headphone. Ah, like that's what spatial audio is. It's just being able to play the left and the right individually and kind of the mix of that 
for those video game users, knowing that somebody's behind you off to the left versus in front of you around the corner, just in terms of, of the footsteps, that type of thing. Is that about right, John? Yeah, that's right. Now, I mean, for your basic interview podcast or like a like a panel podcast or something something like that, I don't really see the necessary need for that. But you know, if you have a highly produced sound design podcast with lots of sound effects and and background music and things like that, then yeah, it would definitely step up your production value. Awesome, awesome. And and one of the the features that I looked at kind of a little closer was the ten people in a session. And as someone who's created a lot of content over the years and, and you know, we're doing panels, all that good stuff here in the near future, 10 people in a session sounds like a nightmare, if I'm being honest with you, both to produce <laughs> and to listen to. I wonder if the spatial audio is really more for that to where, look, I've got 10 people in there. There are only so many. It's It's difficult to tell voices apart sometimes, especially if they're just playing in both speakers. But if you can... You got a good pair of headphones on more people are listening via headphones. The the headphones are getting better and better and better. I wonder if it's just a matter of, look, we've got 10 people in here. I need to spread them across the room, digital room, in order to you tell out that, you know, John and myself are two different people. It, it can be a little difficult. I mean, do you think maybe that's where the technology makes the most sense for them is in that type of thing rather than, like you mentioned, a highly produced thing? a podcast that has a lot of sound effects and a lot of that type of stuff. Cause I'll be honest, I don't, I don't hear a lot of those podcasts to begin with. Right. And I can't imagine Squadcast put in a ton of time and effort to put in spatial audio for an airplane going from left to right. That doesn't seem like it does them much good. Really? That, that'd be quite an experience to, to listen to a podcast with 10 people in, in a session and each of them are placed differently within the <laughs> the sound spectrum within 360 degrees. That's uh, what was the question? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it just kind of blew my mind. Uh, it's just like trying to think of like ten people where they would sit. Like, okay, you'd have one on your left, one on your right, one on your left front, one on your left back, one on your right front, right back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, 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 that sounds awful in its own right. If I'm being honest with you, ten people and they're all surrounding you. If you're wearing a good pair of headphones, that sounds like just nightmare inducing, if I'm being honest with you. But can you imagine hearing a voice behind you? That would just that would bug me out, right? <laughs> with your headphones on, just hearing voices behind you. Oh man. <laughs> but imagine if you're doing like a horror podcast and you're yeah, you're able to do that, like somebody sneaking up on you, that'd be amazing. So it sounds like a cool thing, but John, I mean, the ten people in a session, the spatial audio, both of those seem I don't want to call them gimmicks, but personally, I don't see a ton of uses for either one of those things. If they've got a thousand podcasts, and I'm sure they've got a ton more, but for the number's sake, if they have a thousand podcasts, I mean, the people that are going to properly use spatial audio and that are going to have 10 people in a session, yeah. uh, what, maybe a percent or two? Yeah. It's not going to be a lot. I think the 10 people in a session are good for your your panel podcasts, like we like we were discussing, being able to have... 10 people in a room and i assume it's separate audio have you seen anything on it being separate audio i have not i would okay. assume so that i mean i would have to be and 10 people in a room i i mean i assume it's separate audio tracks otherwise it's still going to be a nightmare for an audio engineer to, to a stereo track with 10 people on the same stereo track that's just that's yeah gonna be a lot of noise as someone who has done interviews and done media in this form trying to coordinate 10 people even in a panel is 
just headache inducing. There's a lot of talking over. I mean, just two or three people in a podcast is difficult enough to try to get things going. I could not imagine 10 of them in a room trying to all speak at the same time, or it's going to have to be super coordinated. Again, it's a nice feature. And for those people that need that, like you mentioned, the panels make the most sense there. I think it's great. I just don't know how many people are actually going to use it in reality. And again, the same thing with the spatial audio. Now, the Dolby IO seems pretty cool. We were talking about it beforehand. It seems like it's kind of part of their one-click audio mastering that they have, where it's just, it's a way for it to kind of automatically do some of the dirty work, maybe not perfectly, but enough to get by. I mean, do do you think that's accurate? I think that's accurate. I mean, if you're new to podcasting and you don't have much experience with editing or mastering or noise removal, things like that, then it could be a a quick way to up your production value, but it's just a setting. It's a plug-in. It's not someone that has been trained for 20 years sitting down to figure out a problem that each podcast has because you know each one is being going to be recorded differently so how can you run your audio through dolby io or one click audio mastery and have it sound perfect every time it's probably not gonna i mean first of all you need to have a good sound recording but yes <laughs> yeah I, I, and i think that that hits kind of at the crux of that problem john is that you're still going to need to have good input uh, dolby io one click audio mastering is not going to take mush mouth awful audio with a ton of background noise and make it crystal clear like you're standing on a podium it, it, it's just not going to do that so you still have to produce something good to begin with it'll maybe take it to the next level which is great or it'll maybe take something that is mediocre and make it good which is is again fantastic uh, hands off to squadcast for doing this but like you mentioned personally i wouldn't click on the one click audio mastering and go all right job's done I'm going to go ahead and publish this. <laughs> I'm going to listen to it because you never know. I mean, we, we deal with technology all the time over here, and it is odd how sometimes things will just happen. It'll cut off at 30 minutes exactly. It will you know, invert something over here. It will do this. It'll do that. It, it, it's not foolproof by any means, and you don't necessarily want to put something out there like that. You know, you're making a good first impression here with your podcast every time you do a podcast. You don't want to put something out that you have not listened to to be sure that it's good. So you're still going to have to do all that stuff. But for those people that maybe aren't audio engineers or can't get into Audacity and change some levels, it seems like an easy way to get into podcasting, which is pretty awesome. And it's that first step to getting into it. And that's fantastic. And speaking about the first step of getting into podcasting and becoming a listener and doing your own podcast. Nielsen released some of their podcast statistics. Uh, This is their makeup of what podcast listeners are. Now, they have it pegged as 49% are late users, one to three podcasts a month. 22% are medium users, that is four to nine podcasts per month. And then 29% are heavy users, 10 or more podcasts a month. We've heard a lot of these stats over the last year or two. Nielsen is just a different flavor of stat, to be honest with you, between the Infinite Dial Report and all the other ones that are out there. We take all of this with a certain grain of salt because we just do. But some of the things that they have in there are pretty interesting. I mean, the fact that nearly half of all podcast listeners only listen to one to three podcasts a month, 
means that if you're a podcaster, you better be doing it right the first time around. You, you better be making sure that your podcast is on the money every single time or else those people might go off to something else. If you're not as engaging, if your audio is whacked out, if that type of stuff happens. The other thing that's really interesting, Matt, is after COVID, the group that had the most significant growth was the light users. It shows here from August 2018 to, to May 2021 that they had a 10% growth from 39% to 49% growth. But as we look at the graph here, most of that has come since COVID. Well, the others, medium and heavy, either plateaued or have actually gone down. The medium went from 23 to 22%, and the heavy went 37 to 29%. Yeah. And as you mentioned, John, you know, one of the things that's interesting, because they go all the way from August 18th through May of 2021 here with this graph, December of 2019 apparently was the month to be a podcaster. Listening was up uh, pretty much across the board on everywhere. It did dip down between December and May of 2020. Obviously, the coronavirus started about that point, the pandemic, at least here in the United States, lockdown started to happen. May 2020 through November 2020, it kind of plateaued for all three users, light, medium, and heavy. However, from November 2020 to May of 2021, we're seeing it rise up a little bit for both medium and heavy users, which is good. Again, we're seeing maybe a return to normalcy there. What is interesting, though, and we will include these in our show notes, the light users shot up like a rocket. Uh, like it's a 45 degree angle there that goes up dramatically. So for me, what I'm seeing there is I don't think that those medium and heavy users have become light users. I think what's happened is we are attracting as an industry, as a, as a, as a genre, as a medium, we're attracting a ton of new listeners. The people that are just getting their, their, their feet wet in it. They're just listening to a few podcasts as they have time. That will, as we've seen over the last handful of years, start to kind of snowball into your medium and your heavy users. You're going to start translating a lot of those into those uh, more frequent users, which is exciting. John, we talked about it throughout all of the pandemic, how the number of podcasts kept going up and up and up. We start to see a little bit of a trail off there. Uh, as the pandemic has started to slow down. But it is interesting to see that listeners right up, right up. They're, they're loving podcasts and getting into podcasts in a way that they, they had not been before. That just continues to show growth for the industry, which is huge, 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 huge. And I guess a big reason why Facebook and Squadcast and all these other platforms are doing new things, doing big things iHeartMedia, all the, the networks out there are doing more and more on their front. Captivate. Captivate as well. Cannot forget Captivate 2.0. It's good things. It means that we're, we're seeing that growth there. So everything is good, right? One would think so. Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with Apple, Matt? <laughs> yes. Everything is good in the world of podcasting unless you're Apple. Uh, Apple podcasts, they have done a recent update and it has gone wrong. Cue the Simpsons Nelson <laughs> sound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, or there's some you know, heavy piano music or something like that. Let's, let's build up tension here a little bit. People are making a serious uproar after Apple updated its podcast app. Some of the complaints I've seen are loading times are insane. The app keeps crashing on them. 
they cannot delete episodes, which is annoying. Podcasts are not updating or missing from recently played lists. And the layout is, is apparently super confusing. Now, I will say this as a person who has released software in, in my former life. Everyone hates every new version of software that comes out, period. <laughs> Does not matter. It is, right. it is the norm. But layout things, while I'll give that a certain grain of salt and go like, eh, that's not a big deal. People will get used to the new layout. Loading times, your app crashing, and you not being able to do basic things like delete an episode or archive an episode, and them missing from your recently played list is unacceptable. Period. End of story. Unacceptable for this industry, for any industry. Matt, this is something new. I know Apple had issues like a couple of weeks ago, a month ago or so. This is a whole new issue that's creeping up, right? Yeah, it seems to be. I mean, I, I, most of the noise that I've heard has been in the last week or so uh, about this. But it does kind of, as you mentioned, John, it does continue a maybe concerning trend for Apple here where they just cannot seem to get podcasts right. I know they're launching the subscription service, and that's great. Cool. Apple's going to make a bunch more money. But boy, you're seeing a lot of if your product Apple fans pissed. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if your product's crap, there are enough other podcast players out there that Apple no longer has the monopoly on things. I mean, certainly Spotify has been rising up through the ranks. We've talked about a lot of this over the last handful of episodes, but Apple just does not seem to care about podcasting. I mean, let, let's call it out for what it is. You cannot release a new app that doesn't let you do any of the things you need to do with a podcast. And meanwhile, you have a ton of other competitors that are doing great. There are a lot of podcast applications out there. Pocket Cast is the one that I use personally. If you're not doing the right things, and what we're seeing on the Apple Podcast subreddit is people saying, screw it, I'm out, I'm done, I'm done, I'm moving to Spotify. If you're Apple, that has to be your biggest concern right now is how many of those people are going to go to Spotify. And if it does what it needs them to do, wh why would they ever go back to Apple? Uh, especially since Apple has, I mean, at this point, just repeatedly kicked them over and over and over again and said that we don't care about podcasts. I wouldn't go back to Apple. And it's something that I've raised in this podcast a handful of times, John, is Apple is not exactly transparent with what things are happening on their end. They're not transparent about timeframes. They're not transparent about any of that stuff. And they don't seem to be super eager to make any changes to make podcasting better. We see this as an industry. A lot of people are rising up podcasting 2.0. Our RSS feeds, are they more important now? Do we need to maybe get rid of them and move into something else? Do we need to do this? Uh, Squadcast 4.0, we're, we're seeing Captivate 2.0 and the, you know, the ability to do marketing with that stuff. Meanwhile, Apple is basically rolling with technology they had in the early thousands. I mean, not much has really changed on their part. It's not like they're adding new categories or doing anything crazy on that front. Cool. You guys rolled out subscriptions. Awesome. Fantastic. Patreon's been doing that for, what, a decade now? So way, way to be on the top of the game, that one, guys. Make no qualms about it. I'm not an Apple fanboy by any stretch of the imagination. And this just shows why they are late to iterate a lot of these things. They do not make changes quickly. Uh, they do not fix issues very quickly either. No. Um, <laughs> and they just, they don't seem to care. It's disappointing, John. It's disappointing. Are they too big to care? One, I think that goes back to our episode with Dr. John Sullivan uh, from two episodes ago, where we asked exactly that question. Are they too big? 
Spotify certainly is, is also in that conversation as well. When you control the method of distribution, when you control content and you keep screwing up and you have no real eagerness to fix things or to push the industry further, are you too big for podcasting's own good? Should podcasting maybe not shun Apple, but should they go, you know what? We, we, yeah, Apple, you do your thing. Fine. When you catch up in a decade to where we're at, fine, we'll come back. But should people maybe look at other apps and, and start to leave Apple in the dust until they start to make those changes? You know, we, we've talked about it as a society for years. You vote with your dollars. Yeah. Stop giving Apple plays. I guarantee you they fix things right, right, right away. fast. <laughs> right away. For you users out there, I'm interested. What issues have you had with the new podcast application from, from Apple? What issues have you had in the past? Is this enough to make you switch to another app? And more importantly, do you think that an industry, the podcasting industry as a whole, should maybe kind of slap Apple on the wrist a little bit here and turn away from them in droves in an effort to get them to start caring a little bit more? Let us know in the comments on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Uh, you can find us at QDUP Audio, A-U-D-I-O, on Twitter. That's where I'm spending a lot more of my time, John. So hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think. We'll share the the, the top comments and maybe start a little bit of a discussion about uh, whether we should put Apple in timeout. Okay, John. So we talked about Apple's podcast uh, app screwing up. We talked about podcast listener makeup, how maybe that's changed over the uh, pandemic. We talked about Squadcast 4.0 and their new features and how useful they actually will be. And we've talked about Facebook rolling out podcasts and live audio rooms. I think that's a pretty awesome episode, a very news-packed episode. If you're a podcaster or author and all of this is just too much for you, you're in the weeds, you're confused about what's happening, and that you want to make your stuff sound as great as humanly possible and reach the largest audience humanly possible, John, I'm pretty sure I know where they can go and it definitely isn't Apple. <laughs> no. Just go to our new website, which is mypodcastagency.com or qdup.com, qd-up.com. Excellent. And we will always hook you guys up. Just let them know that you heard the plug on the podcast, and I'm sure we'll do something a little special for you. John, this was an awesome episode. Thanks for joining me as always. Thanks, uh, Matt. Any, any parting thoughts you have? I'm super excited for what, what we have coming up here. We have a bunch of interesting topics to, to dive into. Internal podcasts, the power of storytelling in podcasts, and the way they are being accepted now through film festivals and, and getting awards such as Pulitzer. So it's uh, got some more exciting guests coming up. And we also have a panel discussion coming up. Oh, we do. We have a great panel discussion coming up with uh, some friends of mine from a previous industry where we're going to talk a little bit about uh, maybe the downsides of being an internet personality and, and putting yourself out there and some of the issues that happen on that front and maybe how we can combat that as a society and as an industry as a whole. So uh, look for that in a few weeks as well. So absolutely. Great little plug there, John. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. We've got some really cool stuff. Uh, so if you're not subscribed, subscribe. You should be subscribed. Just subscribe. It's easier. It's easier for everyone if you just do that. 
All right, everybody. Uh, I think at this point we've blathered on enough. Uh, it has been a pleasure, as always, John, to talk podcasting with you, to talk about all this news with you. Uh, again, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and QDUPAUDIO on Twitter is probably the best way to get a hold of us right now. So go ahead and comment on there when we start putting these episodes up. Thank you guys very much, and have a wonderful rest of your week, and happy podcasting.